Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Why am I hearing music? Because we had a little different. You are the music, Max. What's going on? Why aren't I here? MJ, and you can't let it go. Whenever somebody starts That's the reason there's no music in my ear? Yes. What? I have great powers. Clay Harbor, former NFL tight end, is on Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio right now. Good morning, Clay. Good morning, guys. How we doing? What's up, Clay? We're hanging in there. You know, we're heated debate on the show sometimes. You know, that's just what happens. How are you feeling about the Jags? It's always good. Always good. How are you feeling about the Jags' chances against the Chiefs? You know, I know the the smart money says they don't have a chance, but – when you got Doug Peterson, a guy who's willing to just go out there and throw punches, he's willing to risk it all, I think there's always a chance, especially with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you saw what this guy did in the second half. It was incredible. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, led the Jags back in the third biggest comeback in NFL playoff history. So with those two guys, I think anything's possible. And you got to realize people are saying it's, it's Trevor's first time on a stage like this in NFL – I know it's different in the league, but but this dude played in the in the playoffs twice in college. There, there are bigger crowds in the playoffs than there are in the NFL playoffs and the college playoffs. So he's used to that environment. He's done it before. So I think Trevor Trevor's going to show up. When you look at the landscape of the NFC and talk about the Dallas Cowboys, obviously polarizing team, the star Jerry Jones, and now they got a quarterback at Dak Prescott that many people, including the Max Kellermans and Jay Williams of the world think that he's probably not going to duplicate the same success against San Francisco that he had against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's your thoughts on his performance against the Bucs? I thought it was an incredible performance. I mean, the the big thing with Dak we all talk about is he's he's throwing picks. He didn't turn the ball over, four touchdowns. Got the ball to C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz. And Dak showed a lot, but it's a a whole different animal when you're going up against – against that San Francisco 49ers defense versus that, you know, versus that Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense. So it's going to be a big test for Dak. I mean, they got some players over there. Fred Warner, I mean, he's tough. Obviously, you got Bosa. They, they got some players. So this is going to be a big test for Dak. And, you know, I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys with a little bit of an upset here. Mm. Mm. It, it, so, so wait, Clay, that, that, that's, a, that's the thing. Do you think that when it's all said and done, that we will have nothing left to say about the Cowboys this year? Like, are you saying like they have the, that you see it culminating to them actually getting to a Super Bowl? No, they're they're gonna they're beating the 49ers, and then my man Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are gonna beat the beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. And I think it's set up for that. I mean, Eagles Cowboys NFC Championship game. There's gonna be riots in Philadelphia. I'm gonna stay away from. It. I'm in New York City. I might be too close. I'm going to get out of here because that game, that game would be huge. The, the rivalry there, that's the team that drafted me, the Eagles. I played four years out there, and I know that that's a huge rivalry. And if Dallas can get there, I think the Eagles obviously will have a, a much easier time against the Giants. I'm not counting them out. I love Brian Dable. Brian Dable is my tight end coach. I learned more in Dable in a year at my tight end coach than I did the rest of my career. This guy is so smart. He knows so much about that position so much about offensive football that you can't count Dable out. But I think the Eagles just have a complete team. They have offense. They have defense. They have Lane Johnson back. Jalen Hurts back. Wasn't even on the injury report. Miles Sanders. They're going to get him the ball early and often, 1,200 yards this year. Now, I think the Eagles versus the Cowboys are my matchup that I can't wait to see 
in the NFC Championship. Mm. Clay, when you take a look around at the NFL and you look at the young quarterbacks, the young group of quarterbacks, right? The Josh Allens, Patrick Mahomes. You look at that Joe Burrow and, and, and Justin Herbert. And then there's a couple of the Kyler Murray. And these guys either are getting big deals done or they're going to get big deals done. And now we're looking at Lamar Jackson struggling to get even close to the numbers that we all think he deserves. What's your thoughts on his future in Baltimore, given the fact that he uh, posted something that somebody else put out on his social media? You know, I had a chance to talk to a former NFL executive, Joe Banner, uh, the other day, and he seems to think that it's unrepairable out there in Baltimore. And and there, there, there's some, some people saying that maybe he wasn't as injured as he let on. I don't know the situation, but I know Lamar's got to take care of himself. And I, I don't want to see him go out there. Some, you know, you saw the Michael Vick, you know, put a brace on a play. Then you saw the RG3. No, take care of yourself. I was that guy that put the brace on and play. So you don't know what's happening. As an old school football player, I, I want to say, hey, man, you got to go out there and play for your team if you can. But as far as Baltimore is concerned, I think that that might be, and also Joe Banner saying the same thing, that that might be unrepairable. They, they might need to get something done, like a sign and trade if they don't want to lo- lose them. But uh, I see him going elsewhere. But, Clay, like this is – I've been saying this on the show for a while, right, is when you when you go against the grain and Key and a lot of people were talking at the beginning of the year, like, yo, I'm not playing until I get my money. And you decide, okay, you know what, I'm going to put it on the line. I am going to play. You take that risk, and then you get injured. And now everybody's starting to put this pressure on you about – it's about, you know, coming back and helping the team. Like, anybody who's reasonable will say, well, wait a second. I risked it the first time. To help the team, and I never got rewarded. <laughs> mean, Why reasonable. the hell would I want to risk it again? I was very reasonable. If you can play, and you, I wasn't you referring can play, to you, Keith. stop being so sensitive. No, you are. No, I'm not. I know you and your slickness. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, some people out there say, no, you. Some people out there say, <laughs> not everything has to do with you. I know, I know him, Clay, and <laughs> I simply says that if you start at the beginning, and if you're 100 percent available and you can go and there's nothing wrong with you you might want to go that's all you might want to go but he didn't go he didn't go yeah i'm not the doctor i'm not the doctor and you know i don't know what they're telling him but from my understanding is there was a lot of people in that organization that thought he could play but he was not one of them so ultimately he has a final decision and to jay's point i mean they offered this man uh you know according to reports a, a hefty deal you know, I mean, they they ain't trying to lowball him, and he just wanted more. And I mean, I guess you look no, at they a guy did like lowball him. Wait a minute, Smith. Clay, they did lowball him. Like the guarantee was 133. Where forget about the Sean Watson, which is the new market. They claim, no, oh, it's a different situation. But that same off season, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson signed inferior players signed for compared to Lamar signed for more than 30 million guaranteed more than that. And Lamar's 25 at the time or whatever. Oh, wow. That is a low ball offer. It's a low ball offer. It's not at market. Yeah. His guaranteed money clay wasn't yeah. up to where theirs was, or at least comparable yeah. or surpassing it. It was way beneath them. And 30, so I think 40, that's 50 million underneath what guys not as good as him were getting that same off season who were not Deshaun Watson. It's a low ball. It's a lot of money, yes, but yeah, it's that, a low ball. Man, he might yeah, he 
he might not be able to uh, survive on that. You know, that 130, that's that's tough, man. He might not be able to survive. But, but why would he oh, take no, that? Don't think that. about Clay. Don't think about Clay. Don't think about what you and I made plan. Yeah. Think about what it's Jay and Max makes. Oh. Jeez. It's absolutely. Not- it's a market. It's a market. I'm in Kelly School of Business, finishing up my MBA right now. Okay. I study the markets. I know this stuff. I do all. I get it. It's a market deal. You want to pay. You want to be paid your value. His value is more than that. I understand that. But is increasing. Are you going to increase your value more by playing? Obviously, it's a risk by playing and showing these teams that you're a competitor. They want a guy like that. He already did that. Now you're not playing. Clay, he did that already. Now you're not playing? Clay, Clay, he did that. He played, and when he played, last year they were in first place, then he gets hurt, then not. This year they have a fourth quarter lead in every single game they're in first place, then he gets hurt, it falls apart. He's already demonstrated his value, right? Now it's time to pay him. And he he reposts on social media – Someone who, who, who sent out, like, you know, you take care of who takes care of you and all this stuff, is, he's sending a pretty clear message that he so ain't Clay, happy. So, Clay, let me ask you this question. If, if you were, because I know there's only a handful of franchises out there that would, you know, make available to Lamar Jackson schematically-wise, like, to build their offense around that. But if you were an NFL owner, would you not pay the market value for Lamar Jackson? I'm asking you personally. Oh yeah, I mean, if you if you have a chance to get a quarterback, and that's changing your entire franchise, you're gonna you're gonna pay him. But he has a chance to go out in a playoff game. What has been the knock on Lamar Jackson? You can't win the big. You can't win in the playoffs. To so go out and win this playoff game, Huntley almost if he doesn't try to, I don't know the the Michael Jordan at the end of Space Jam reaching his arm out and get the touchdown. If he don't try to do that, he they might win that game. They might beat Joe Burrow. If, if Lamar Jackson's there, I think he wins that game and he increases his value. We're talking about value here. Now, hey, this guy can win a playoff game. Maybe he go, Maybe he He's makes won it a playoff the, game, Clay. He's won a playoff game. First year, he game? was a deer in headlights. Next year, he did but, better, but they still lost the following year. He won in the playoffs. There's no, there's no like, reason Lamar Jackson should be scrapping, fighting, crawling, screaming, and hollering to get his money from the Baltimore Ravens. I don't care what Deshaun got. In Baltimore, I mean in, in Cleveland, I don't care, Clay, what style of play. He doesn't have receivers. He can't win. In terms of his career, in a short period of time, he's done more than anybody else at that position in that time frame that's his age, but they all got rewarded, and he has to yeah. beg to be rewarded. Yeah, that's a problem. and then he sees, uh, then he sees you know – Roquan Smith come in for for four days and, and get a hundred million. So I mean that has to be tough. He's over here with this franchise for you know four years five, and, and he's trying to get get paid. And you see a guy come in, and I love Roquan Smith. I'm you know I'm a Chicago Bears guy. I'm I'm from Chicago. Justin Fields, Roquan, big fans. But I mean that's tough. If you're a player and you're trying to get this deal done, you think you're the center of this franchise, the most important thing. You're the quarterback, and you see another guy just come in and get paid that quick when you've been trying to. I mean, that does something to you right there. I mean, that might be a reason why he was disgruntled and didn't want to rush back. Say, okay, these guys aren't paying me. They, they don't want to pay me. So that could be something, too. Ladies and gentlemen, Clay Harbor, who in, in spite of the fact that he needs to work on those biceps, I don't think your biceps are big enough, no, that Clay. wasn't uh, the biggest takeaway, Kelly School of Business. I see you working. I see yeah. you low-key. Come on, how could you show up on TV with those little <laughs> biceps? You, Aren't you ashamed? You about to take Kevin Warren's spot with the Bears soon. I see you working. 
This is just a medium shirt, man. My biceps aren't even that big. I just threw it in the dryer before I came on. Lies, 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 and more lies. Clay Harbor, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Clay. Good talking to you. All right, man. Appreciate you guys having me. You too. Guys, you know, uh, Clay just brought up Brian Dable's. Jay? What's that? What'd you say? Clay has a Carlos Boozer lookalike. He had a little booze in him. Clay brought up Brian Dable teaching him more about the tight end position in one year than he learned his whole career, right? Like this offensive mind. A lot of these Jeez, offensive coordinators, tight end coaches. <laughs> a lot of these offensive coordinators, these are the guys getting the head coaching jobs, right? Is an offensive coordinator about to lose his job unfairly, though? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Max. Yes, Key. Michael Jordan's shoes are ugly. No, just kidding. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> playing. I'm just kidding. Is Byron Leftwich about to lose his job? Jeff Darlington, who knows these things. ESPN NFL reporter on the 6 p.m. Sports Center. Listen. It isn't necessarily about this loss, but the season as a whole. And the question, of course, is centering around offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. There certainly were frustrations, even in the middle of the season, about some of the ways that the play calling was occurring, uh, a lot of run-centric offense that wasn't getting it done on first down, for instance. Uh, a lot of issues that were kind of culminating into frustrations within the organization. Now, Todd Bowles, though, has been supportive of Leftwich, so... It stands to wonder how much of a defense he'll make here of Leftwich in the coming days. Bowles said no decision has been made on Leftwich yet, but they will be evaluating that offensive coordinator spot. Jeez. What do you think, E? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, it sounds like to me there's some, some – and I know Todd really well, Coach Bowles. It just sounds like to me there's some other things at play in this situation. Here's a guy who helped you win a championship Super Bowl title two years ago. Offense was high powered and top scoring and, and efficiency and yards and all that over the last couple of years. I just, you know, bad, bad offensive lineup. Jay banged up lineman. No Leonard Fournette, not the same guy. Ronald Jones, not there anymore. 
uh, Evans in and out of the lineup, Godwin in and out of the lineup, a 46-year-old quarterback. I just It just smells like somebody who doesn't know football is telling him you might want to do something at this position or, or get done in yourself. That's what it sounds like to me. Key, I came in here the other day, and I said to Max, I was like, yo, I hear birds chirping. Uh, it looks like Byron Leftwich is going to fall on the sword for this one. I was like, what are we? What are we doing? Like, what? What? Are, what are we doing? A guy who's won three divisional titles, a guy who was an OC when they won a Super Bowl, a guy who was an OC when Tom Brady led the league in passing yards. And Jackson, like a guy who was, sure looks good now. Man, don't it, Key? <laughs> like the job they did get the, one of the hottest commodities last year. Now because of injuries and Tom Brady not having a good year, there's rumors around him being fired. Like this is why people get frustrated about the lack of black head coaches in the league. But in this case. This is actually business as usual, standard operating procedure. The head coach is the guy who should be under fire. I know you have a relationship with Bulls. I'm not saying he's a bad head coach, but his track record as an NFL head coach is not distinguished. If you had to say, where is Todd Bowles as an NFL head coach? You can't say he's a good head coach you can't, based on his track record. You can't say he's the worst you've ever seen. But on the, in the spectrum of coaches, he's on the lower end they based on his track record. He still won the division, he, he, he by the certainly, way. He certainly has not. Um, won enough games in his coaching career for people to scream and holler if he was to come under fire. Right. But and what I would say is there are, there are a lot of head coaches, present, past, and in, in the future, and we ain't even got there yet, that will get a longer leeway, runway, so to speak, on a bad output and not winning games, but will continue to coach teams and won't have the same I'm making sort a, I, of no, I, I get pressure it, put up on them. I'm making a different point here. It's standard operating procedure in this respect. How does you know what role? It's downhill, right? So the head coach, of course the head coach is going to have the OC fall on his sword if he's under fire because they're yeah, but I don't, but I don't, but I don't like – I don't. I, I, the reason I push back on that, though, Max, mm-hmm. is because I know Todd, mm-hmm. and it, it's very, it would be very – he, he, really, he doesn't really have a choice, in other words. Exactly. Yeah, it's, I get it's it. It's very but... strange to all of a sudden for Todd Bowles to start talking about Byron Leftwich is we're going to evaluate that position too because your defense was not very good. No. Mm-hmm. So it, it just it's somebody I'm feeling like. Who deserves, look, if someone has to doing go. Doing some of this. This is what I'm saying. If someone but has to go. Why does someone have to go? I'm not saying they do, but if someone does, I would take I would say left which stays and bowls go. I'm if doing, I had to choose I'm, between I'm, the two based on their track record, but I'm their doing jobs. neither. They still won the division. I'm it was a you, crappy Jay. division, but they won the division. I'm they with you. Like uh, they won the division. They did. I, 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 I get they were under 500. They did. Your like, job is to make the playoffs. Okay. Like so, with all the injuries, with Ryan Jensen coming back, his first game back. Yep. Like that, that's. It. If this was two years in, got it. I, I might have an issue, but. One year in as a head coach with Todd Bowles, I'm not ready to say that he should be removed and Byron Leftwich should be staying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying say that either, that. Key. I'm saying if someone were under fire, and if I represented all of public opinion, right, like pressure, where would it be directed? And I had to choose one. I would direct it at Todd Bowles before I directed it at Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich was the OC of a Super Bowl winning team a couple of years ago. And then, yeah, you, you talk about their offense, game, Key. You talk about their offense. I'm like, so what? You were going to 
hold it against them because you know they finished last in the league in rushing mm-hmm. yards. Like, have you been watching what's going on this year? Man, with White it, and with I, I could just tell you, I could tell you now, whoever is influencing the potential departure of Byron Leftwich, I don't believe is Ty Bowles. Yeah. That's what I do believe. That's a typical sabotage from somebody above. Without me even picking up the phone and calling anybody, I'll go out on the limb and say, I don't believe it's Todd Bowles. I would be shocked. A lot of times people are in positions where there's really no choice. There's really no choice. You get marching orders. Todd Bowles backed him multiple times this year. Backed him. But you get a lot of people in organizations, Jay. They do this. Oh, they go yeah. to they go to the they go to the presidents of the teams and the general managers, and they catch the owner in the lounge. And uh, you know, we if if we'd have just did this, Tom could have really hit that. And they influence it. You know, you just got to watch a little bit of that. That's all. How much of the of the failure? I mean, failure. They did make the playoffs, but they were under five hundred, and they and they got blown out in the first round. How much of by the standards that they wanted, the failure of the Bucks this year was about? The offensive line in particular, because when you say, oh, they can't run it anymore because they can't block. Oh, they can't protect the passer, of course, because they also they know you can't run, right? It's like it, it's a snowball effect. It, it compounds, right? How much of it is that, you know, the, what, what I just mentioned? And how much of it is Arians going upstairs, Bowles being the head coach now, and Tom Brady being old? Oh, I thought you were talking to Jay. He didn't I, I think, I mean, there's always change, but all that is is part of it. Hurt, old, I mean, it's just change. It's all part of it. Even though Byron Leftwich is calling the plays, Bruce Arians has a little bit of an input. Hey, why don't you give me your best third down call? Let me get your best this call. Let me get your best that call. So you still have people that got a little influence that's standing there on the sidelines with a headset on, even though you're making the play calls, they're giving you suggestions to help you along the way. So I, I get it. Byron Leftwich, this is the first time he's been an offensive play caller without Bruce Arians standing alone, alone on the side of him on the sidelines. So maybe that has something to do with a little bit of the inconsistency that people see in his play calling capabilities, even though the offense was at the tops in almost every single category. You know, today, Key, we kicked up our show about Aaron Rodgers not channeling everything back to winning championships. But I think one of the benefits actually seeing Aaron Rodgers with A.J. Hawk and Pat McAfee, those are his boys, where to a degree, and there's probably flack on this, but you're getting his unvarnished truth, right? It may lack awareness to certain people, but he's talking with his boys. I would love to see what Tom Brady actually thinks about this. Like, are you, would Tom Brady back Byron Leftwich in this situation? Because it seemed like they had a very close relationship, and if this is the stuff coming out, if it's not true, then the, the quarterback, the guy whose team this is, until it's not his team, needs to be like, that's, I don't want that to happen. Or that's, that's BS. I would love to hear his unvarnished thoughts on this. Well, I wonder, I wonder if this is a signal that Tom Brady isn't coming back. Because that means that Tom Brady would have to start with a new offensive coordinator, coordinator if he went back to Tampa or somebody like Clyde Christensen, who's the quarterback coach, who used to call plays as an offensive coordinator, gets kicked up to OC spot and Brady decides to come back. I'm just ding, – not ding, that I know any of this. I, I don't know none of this yeah, at I all. Think, I think that's right. a good reading of the tea leaves. And don't I, – I, I just – I suspect – the reason I asked you guys that question is I suspect more than anything – 
Kappa signs with the Bengals, right? We're talking about the O-line. Marpet retires. That's two-thirds of the O-line. Wirfs gets hurt. That's three-quarters. Jensen, get, Jensen goes down before the season even started. Your entire offensive line, which is really good, is gone. There's, that's, that's everything in a nutshell. Now, you can't run it. You can't protect the passer. You're, it's going to be tough. Your defense is going to be on the field more. Everything, everything comes from that, I think. Anyway, one of the greatest athletes retired this week, and she joins us in studio what? coming right up. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. We are joined now on Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. WNBA superstar, Maya Moore. Max, can I just say it? Yes. I I was going to go ahead and say it. Go ahead. I'm a student of the game of basketball. I don't think I've ever seen a player like her Mm. in her sport. Ever. Ever. People can challenge me. I know there's a lot of incredible players. Diane Taurasi, Leslie. I know them all. I've just never. If there is a definition of a walking bucket, that is who Maya Moore is. And a winner. Everywhere she goes, she wins. Maya Moore irons with us, with her husband, Jonathan Irons. And they're gonna sh- they share their uh, inspirational story, Love and Justice, a story of triumph on two different courts. It's a memoir in the tradition of just mercy, highlighting their efforts to free Jonathan from a wrongful conviction. A journey for justice turned to a love story when Maya Moore, one of the NBA's you know, one of the people who has an argument for GOAT married the man she helped free from prison for his wrongful conviction, Jonathan Irons. Maya Moore, welcome. Jonathan, welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, so what led to you retiring, Maya? Yeah. Man, my retirement journey has been a little unorthodox. Mm. But um, I think over time, as I've gotten to share here and there, and we go more into it in the book, um, I was sensing a need for a shift of my presence because, as you guys know, just being in the sports world, it takes a lot of your energy, your time, your focus. Um, you know, there's an obsessive type of need to, to, to pour into your craft if you want to be great. And so I was sensing um, a shift to be more rooted at home, more present for my family, for Jonathan's efforts. And I stepped away and just try to shift that focus, and then realizing, okay, it's time to, to officially uh, close this chapter. It's amazing how there, there are seasons in life, right? And, um, and I really do believe this. Like, you know, people look at things as hiccups or as obstacles, but I, I believe, like, you know, God puts things in your way to help you grow as a person. Can you take me through the moment when you started to have that feeling about Jonathan as that story kind of culminated to the point of you guys working together? Yeah. So... 
Jonathan and I have known each other for, gosh, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him when I was a senior in high school. I uh, had my micro braids. <laughs> thought I was fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was just this beaming person of inspiration and life in a prison. And I was just taken you know, back as an 18-year-old. I'm like, who is this guy? And got to keep in touch with him and got to know him through my extended family who walked with him every weekend um, on the phone. And Jonathan just became a part of our family. And so I, I developed a friendship with him, just continuing to be inspired by him. And then, you know, almost 10 years later, getting encouragement to use my voice and my platform for his cause, our, our mission really just became just high speed at that point. And uh, about four years later, he was free. Wow. So, Jonathan, who asked who to marry who? I want to know that. I want to know the juicy stuff. Jonathan, who asked who to marry who? Jonathan's having an issue with IFB. He's having an issue with IFB. Who asked who to marry whom? Oh, I asked her to marry me. Into the mic. I wasn't. I asked her to marry me. I did. I was yeah. about to say that's an easy question. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and when you when you okay, made I'll that decision, when you made that decision that this is this is the person that you wanna, you know, share your love and your family and, and everything with, what went into that outside of her amazing feat to try to get you released and be a part of your life from prison? Yeah. Well, let me paraphrase. Why'd you ask her to marry you other than the fact that, like, she's helping you get out of... Jonathan, for those we did, was wrongfully convicted at the age of 16 Mm -hmm. to a 50-year... For some... Imagine doing something you didn't do. You had nothing to do with it. And you're doing 50 years. She helped you get out. Other than that, why'd you ask her to marry you? Because, uh... She she was my into the mic. All the way, you got to get all, all the way, way up I'm on that mic. Way, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for teaching me. This, you, I'm learning mic etiquette right yeah, now. Yeah, that's it. Um, Quick learner. Like she was, you know, she she she's been my best friend through all of this. You know, it's like you can't ask for someone, you know, a better person to just come through and just sit with you in the fire. I was in the fire of adversity, and she sat with me through all of that. She had my back. Like you you, you see gangbangers on, on the street. You know, they, they, they always talk about, you know, I, I want somebody to have my back. But she had my back in the belly of the beast. How could I not marry someone like that that did not walk away? Most most people will, will run from you or forget about you when, you, when you're, you're in a place like that because you become invisible. If you're not watching on ESPNU, you've got to see Maya's face looking at Jonathan as he's talking about that. <laughs> yeah. What goes through your mind when he, says, when he says that, Maya? Man, we have been through so much. Um, it's not... Surprising. I've heard him say things like this before, but um, it doesn't get old to reflect on the depth of our journey. Um, and now we get to share it with more people. You know, we were having to protect our privacy and mm-hmm. protecting Jonathan's cause in, in, in the light. But now that uh, more of our story can come out, it's it's sweet. Now you guys can look at us, goo goo and gaga over each other. Well, that's gorgeous. Look at us. So, so now that we can look at oh, you and goo goo and gaga and everything else over you, are we going to be able to do that again on the basketball court? Is there any plans at some point in time? Because you never say never to return back to the WNBA. Well, I 
Um, unlike one of the the bosses that I that I have, Mr. MJ himself, uh, I don't I don't plan on coming back a, after baseball. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am really um, grateful to be able to you know publicly close this chapter and retire and, and announce retirement like I did yesterday. Um, I have been able to do so much in my craft and. I couldn't have asked for more. I've played with so many awesome people, and uh, I, I just really don't have uh, a desire to um, just to pursue that area anymore. There's so many things off the court that I'm pursuing, um, but also still grateful for this basketball family. If, if you want to laugh, Google Maya Moore and look at the accomplishments. It's actually will, you will start laughing as you read. It's <laughs> absurd. Like I just I just let me Wikipedia. Four-time WNBA champ, WNBA Finals MVP, WNBA MVP, six-time All-Star, three-time WNBA All-Star MVP, five-time All-First Team, twice All-Second Team, steals leader, scoring leader, rookie of the year. It doesn't stop. It does not stop. That's quite a chapter of your life that you authored. Jonathan, you want to have a pivot for a second? What was was the most challenging aspect of what you went through, and how has that altered your perspective now as a as a father you know I, I happen to sit next to their son on the plane ride back from Atlanta here and he's a beautiful little boy um watching you and your family it just it literally gave me chills right um so take me back to that place a little bit about the most challenging aspect of what you had to go through man there, there, there are so many different things that are challenging about it but I can just probably pull a pull a string and that could be challenging um relating to JJ I would be in the visiting room and I would see kids come up. My my homeboys would come up and bring their kids. And I sat there struggling, suffering. I enjoyed the children, but I just, over the years, just realizing like, hey, man, I may never have a child. I may never know the love of a father for their children. And that's just that was just such a, a tough and difficult thing, you know, just going through that. And in, and on top of all that, man, you're you're – you're invisible. Like you, you, you really don't matter. Now. You're a number. You belong to somebody else. Like I, I literally didn't own my own rear end in there for Just, something you didn't do. For something that I did not do. Yeah. For so, just I like mean, that's yeah. that's one of the great injustices in modern American life are wrongful convictions and how you just get forgotten. But. Maya made sure that, uh, or helped make sure that you weren't going to get forgotten. And yeah. now you I, know what it is to be a fan. That's why I love sports. I mean, a lot of times as an athlete, you, you do something at such a high level, people think that's all you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And here is a great example of you using your platform for something bigger than yourself. And it's ultimately brought your lives together. I think it's one of the best mm-hmm. stories there is. What's next? You're going to be an time. astronaut? You're going to save a baby from a well? What's the matter with you? Just hey. calm down and live a regular life. Right? Hey. <laughs> Nothing regular about her. got to be the greatest player and also get yeah. a guy out of jail and then marry him. And do, what, What's yeah. next? You're going to run for president? What's going on? What's man? next? Uh, nursing my child. <laughs> That's my more <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Thank Here's you for sharing right your story awesome. with us this morning. WNBA yeah. star Maya Moore Irons and her husband, Jonathan Irons shared their inspirational story, Love and Justice, a story of triumph on two different courts. Get the book. Coming right up.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and Nichols in North Carolina has something to say about Steph Curry. What you got, Nichols? Uh-oh. I wanted to cycle back real quick to something that J. Will said. Jay Will, you're absolutely brilliant. It was an absolutely brilliant statement. You said that Steph Curry changed the geometry of the basketball court. That's the most brilliant genius statement I've heard to date to describe the impact that Steph Curry has had on basketball today. Jay Will, I got to hand it to you. That statement should make its way around social media today. Jay Will, you're brilliant. Thanks so much for that statement. Let's keep trying to tell Jay. Max, you know, Max that's, I've heard that a million times. Jay. 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 You're so brilliant. You know what, Key? <laughs> Every time somebody says something nice about you, I'm going to do the same thing. No, no, no. You, you get a lot of nice compliments because you know the game of basketball. Wait, why do you put that voice See? on when you sit? He, he does it naturally. He, he, you that's know? his Duke voice. Yeah, Whenever he talks about Duke, that's that voice. It's just the game of basketball. No, no. You know the game of basketball. That's Why all. is it the game of basketball when you say when you say it? Well, it's just a game of basketball. I was just, you know. This guy, mm. Just a game of basketball. He's, he knows. So, guys, Florida quarterback recruit Jaden Rashada requested a release from his national letter of intent Tuesday night. Yeah, that's because it, they gave all the money to the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> to get the animals and the Buffalo Bills along with the Eagles. And who else is left in that uh who else is left? We got the Bills, the Eagles, the Jags, Giants, and the Bengals. Yeah. Okay. So they spent all the money on the animals. Well, so they don't have any more because the Gators, if you understand what I'm trying to do, Max. I get it. <laughs> he he wanted a release from his letter, uh, his national letter of intent he Tuesday night it. because a $13 million. He, he dollar, get it. A $13 million image and likeness deal fell through, according to multiple reports. Yeah, and they got to figure out how to go get that money to, to keep this kid. Uh, it's a $13 million four-year deal. NIL situation is very tricky um, just because of the collectives that they have to do with all the companies and the schools can't be involved. So it's a different situation, a different deal. And hopefully he'll get an NIL deal from somebody. I don't know if it'll be $13 million. You know how that goes. Well, Key, you can't. You can't contractually sign something for $13 million and then retract it and say, oh, we'll give you barely seven figures. Of course. You, yeah. You, you, you can't do that. So, yep. so if they're having a hard time getting the money for whatever reason, that's got nothing to do with him. Clearly, the money's a big factor. So if they're not going to give it to him, he's well, this brings into but a different conversation. But it's not coming from the university. Yeah, it's I, coming, I still. It's coming, well, it, so this is what you, you see different businesses do, right? It's like, well, I can – you know, de facto represent the university by building a donor base, right, and, and literally making margins off NIL deals that we do. Uh, and that's essentially what happened here. They just never had the funding. 
That's no, they never had it in the first never, place. They just thought it was coming. Or broken was promises, coming. but this is not the only university that has created these problems for themselves. This is just the most noted one because of the amount of money that's at stake here uh, over those four-year period of time. But speaking of uh, what's at stake, I was trying to get to the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Flying Eagle, who's faster, Max? Is know, it the Jag or the first. Eagle? Because this was a short segment. We kind of wanted to get into that Yeah, but we bit. had to get to this first. I was in the middle of doing the thing. <laughs> you, you, you jumped they the gun. They should have never put it on the board then. Uh, but they you did. Know you're going to read. But we can still I do can't. it. But we can still do it. There's time. In fact, there would be more time. All right. So you're saying Jaguars or Eagles? Who wins in a fight? A Jaguar or an Eagle? No. Who? Yeah. Who could the Jaguar, Jaguar catch win. the Eagle? Of all the teams low left on the ground, whose mascot or who? What name? Whose would win? Yeah. What would happen to Bill? The a giant. Bingo. The giant would win. He's the a Bill, giant. The Bingo. Right. The Jag. Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, okay, so like a Buffalo, a, a, a Tiger, a Jaguar. Um, the Chiefs can give you and Alaska. You never know, huh? Uh, a, a, a Bengal destroys everything. A Tiger? Yeah, I think. Could you catch it though? Could it, the Could the what, Bingo what, or the, the Jaguar catch it? What if you feed the the Bengals? The Bills or the cheat or, or the uh, Eagles ayahuasca. Hmm. Throw them off their game. I'm not going to touch that, Jay. I'm just what? I'm not going to touch <laughs> it's it, Chief. I'm not going to lump in. It's the third eye. It's, nope. it's what they do. It's, nope. they, no, no. It's in history. Trust me. Stay away from that. You, your, your your talent got everything all wrong, man. What? Look, now yeah, it's your, your talent. Hold on. This is the problem with you guys. Like, we, we, had a great, we had a great discussion pre-show. This would have been – it would have hit if – People paid attention, and all of a sudden, it went sideways. And uh, I was trying not, to get no, on. No, 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 let's be honest. You, know, you jumped playing, the gun, Key. key. There no, was something there no, first. No, it was no, not no, a gun no, jump. Wait, Key, wait, Key, wait, wait, Key, wait, Key, 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 wait, no, no. Who what? took it sideways? We said save it for air, and then all of a sudden it went si- it went just sideways. Who no, took it way. sideways? This way. No, no, I need some accountability. Who took it sideways? It wasn't Key. It was me? Was it? Well, I, I wait, no, no. Like, it was I you, feel, Max, if it like wasn't me. So, I feel like someone forgot what we were, you know, that no, we had this conversation four hours ago. But, but Yes. But well, it's four but hours minute, ago. But no, no, it's me. on the screen. There's certain things highlighted it. that I'm supposed to read. But, but he also just had it. on the screen. He's going to but read But he also course. just had it doing the damn break. Yeah, but it's okay. But you no. do that first, and then you get into it. No, no, no. Why? I got it was a quick no. thing, Max. But halfway through the first sentence, you you came in with the who's going to win? Because I was trying to stop you from going through the but stop sign. But then why did Nuno put it on the screen? I'm like the crosswalker. Stop. Stop. But you're just going to run through. <laughs> I assume if He's it's like, on the what? screen, who cares if you're speeding cars? Put it on the screen. Nuno has to choose to put it up on the screen. He wouldn't if do that if he doesn't want me to read it. Mr. Kellerman, if you are listening. I heard him amongst all the conversation that was going on, like a pet shop. We were having a million different conversations. I heard him very clear say, hey, this is what we're going to do because we have a small segment happening. Well, How we, could you not hear? In, in, in our defense, we were taking a picture with Maya Moore. Oh, yeah. We no, were, you were sitting in. down. Yeah, I wasn't plugged in. No, you guys were sitting in. down. I'm not the host yeah, you of the were. show. So I just feel like as the quarterback of the show, this, this seems to be a Max. production Hey, Max, tell me. Max, get off the screen. Here you go right here. Point the finger at Max, everyone. You. You're the quarterback. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.